Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. Today on this third of Advent, we have a joint service with the B1 Church again, a partner church we want to collaborate with in the future. As we celebrate Christ's coming to the earth during Christmas, Dave Strickelschweiger will tell us more about the hope that came through Jesus. What is this hope and how is it relevant up to this day? Join us now for this sermon titled, Hope Has Come. Okay, um, we'll have some more time to talk in, in the smaller groups later. Um, but for now, um, good morning also. My name is Dave. I'm one of the members in Grace Church. Um, and I'm happy that today we have the chance to have our second joint service. Um, it's also nice to have um, so many of us here and also the ones who are listening online. Um, welcome. I don't know about you, but for me, uh, this, this, this last lockdown has been tough time again. Um, I don't really like the times when you have to stay at home. There's not much to do. You cannot meet a lot of people, and, and I don't know how you cope with it. Um, for me, what I did is I went to make cafe um, beginning of the lockdown, and I bought a coffee. Um, and then basically for the whole time, like I always washed it and rinsed it um, and filled it up with my own coffee because somehow it just makes me feel more normal to drink it from a paper cup. So I totally get it when you get start, uh, <laughs> the Mac Cafe this morning. Um, I'm, ha- I'm happy today. Lockdown is over. So um, we, with our small group, will go to Christmas market. And um, if you want, you can join us. But yeah, I'm, hope- I'm happy that, that it's somehow at least getting better. And, and we have hope that... Um, it's getting better. We're in this season called Advent. Um, and I don't know about you, but I really like this time. I really love it. Um, I like the decorations, the lights everywhere. If you go through the first district, the lights are um, everywhere. Um, the get-togethers, I enjoy um, the, 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 the cookies that my mom bakes or some other people bake or that you can buy, the punch. Um, I, I have an advent calendar where every day you can open a little um, window. Maybe you have one as well. Um, I always had one as a kid. Now I have the grown-up version, and, and it's great. Um, and I don't know about you. If you like this Christmas time or this advent time, um, some Christians are opposed to much of it. Uh, my, my own brother, he's a Christian. He doesn't really like it. He just says um, it's so much removed from its original meaning. Um, and so he, he does not like all the decorations and, 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 and the lights because people put out all of that, uh, put that out, all, um, all of it, but don't really celebrate uh, what Christmas is all about. Yesterday I was running by a school and, and um, they had a sign or it was a poster um, the meaning of Christmas, so I ran past it and then went back because I was kind of interested in what they um, describe as the meaning of Christmas. And, and they had like 30 keywords, um, what, what students think or what, what faculty thinks that, that Christmas is all about. And the sad thing was none of it actually mentioned um, Jesus or faith or Christianity. It was all just about good feelings and, 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 and happiness and, and peace and, and, and I don't know, and, and family and all that. Um, and so it's sad that um, so many people celebrate Christmas but don't know or don't really celebrate what it's all about. Advent is what we're right now in. It's part of a religious calendar and we celebrate it because Christians have done that for hundreds and, and thousands of years. But what does Advent even mean? Advent comes from the Latin word adventus. It means arrival. 
And it's not just about any arrival. Um, Advent is about the arrival, the original Advent is about the arrival of an emperor at a city. So what the people at the city would do is they would um, put out all the decorations, they would clean up the streets, and they would organize a big parade. And when the emperor arrived... Um, then they would welcome him outside the city and then walk with him in a big um, procession into the middle of the town um, to greet him there and welcome him. Now, when we hear about that, it does not sound so much like when Jesus arrived. It sounds a lot more like what we read in the Bible when Jesus triumphantly entered Jerusalem the week before he was crucified. But still, Advent is part of our tradition where every year we take this time before Christmas where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We take this time to think about it and prepare it. Um, and, and it's okay to do that. It's okay to celebrate Jesus' arrival here on earth. And I would like to start today's sermon with a quote from a pastor. His name is Glenn Packiam. And he said this about, about Christmas. He said, We stand between two proclamations. God has come and come, Lord Jesus. The first grounds are confidence that the second will be answered. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus shape our hope in the return, reign, and renewal to come. And so this is where we as Christians are at. We, we live between those, those two proclamations. We believe that God has come already, um, that he became human, that he lived among us, and that he um, walked the earth and that he um, gathered his disciples. He taught them. He healed people. And then he gave us his, up his life. And he died on the cross. And he resurrected. And he rose to heaven. And one day he will return. But also we look into the future. We look into the future with the confidence that God will come. It's not baby Jesus. Um, this time, it won't be baby Jesus, the 5-kilogram, 50-centimeter little baby um, in, in, in a manger. Um, but this time, it will be King Jesus riding on a horse. It's described in, in Revelation with a tattoo on his thigh and a sword out of his mouth, striking down all his enemies, and he will be reigning and ruling as he is. And this is the Jesus that we believe um, we will see when he comes back to bring peace. So today is about hope. Um, today is about hope and not just any hope, but it's about the hope that has already come, hope that has already arrived. And when we look at hope, um, we think about or we define it as a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. So it is an expectation and desire of something to happen. What do you hope for? What are things that you hope for? Um, I don't know, for myself, the last year I was hoping for a lot of things. Some of them happened, other times I was disappointed. But what do you hope for? It's good to hope for something. Um, maybe... Maybe you gave up um, hope in some areas because you were disappointed um, and you don't have any hope anymore. Um, but hope is a good thing. Maybe we hope for a job or we hope for a spouse. We hope for a kid. We hope for friends. Maybe we hope for something else. These are all good things. Um, but at the, end, at the end of the day, 
Um, they're just wishes in some way. They're, they're positive thinking, as we would say, or it's an expectation it's a, uh, that of, of something that would happen. It's, it's an optimism, how people would say it. It's an optimistic person. And one important fact is when we talk about worldly hope, that worldly hope is rooted in uncertainty rather than certainty. Um, so when we talk about hope, generally um, we talk about an uncertainty and an expectation or an, a hope, and a, a, a probability that something might happen, but it's still rooted in uncertainty. But how does then the Bible define hope? The Bible defines hope differently. The Bible defines hope as a confident expectation and desire for something good in the future. I, I want to say it again. It's a confident expectation and desire for something good in the future. It is a firm assurance of the things to come that are unclear and unknown. So it's not about a wish, but it's a confident expectation it is an assurance. Uh, it is something that we build our lives on. So you might ask, how can we be sure then? How can we be sure of something? And I'm, I'm glad you always ask the right questions at the right time. Um, see, for us as Christians, our hope is not in things to happen or in events to happen. Um, but our hope is in a person. Our hope is found in God, specifically in Jesus Christ, who came to earth to bring us salvation. And so we read about this hope, uh, and I picked one verse, there are many verses in the Bible, I picked one verse from Romans 15, 12, and 13. There it says, And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So the root of Jesse um, that Paul is talking here about, um, Jesse is the father of King David. Um, so the root of Jesse means the offspring of King David. Um, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, oftentimes um, it, it says again and again that the Messiah, the promised king, he will come from the descendants of David. And so in Jesus Christ, that is fulfilled that from the root of Jesse will come someone who arises to rule the Gentiles. And there is another thing to it. Um, it says here, in him will the Gentiles hope. And so the Gentiles, that, that, that's us. Um, we're, we're not Jews. I don't know if any one of you is a Jew. Um, but for most of us, we're non-Jews. And so we are the Gentiles. We're the ones that were previously not part of God's people, but through Jesus Christ have been brought in and have been given this hope. But it also says in verse 13, it says, May the God of hope. Um, it, it specifically describes our Father in heaven, as the God of hope. He is the hope. He is the one that rules over the hope. Um, he's the one where hope originates from, where it comes from. And not just that, that it comes from God, but also it says he wants to fill us. He wants to fill you with it. Um, it says at the end, not just with the hope, but also with joy and peace that come with it. <clears throat> so how... Do we get this hope? How do we get this joy and peace? 
And it says here, um, it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we get this hope and we get this peace if we let the Holy Spirit work in us and, and work through us. Um, and it says that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Abound in hope, which is an old word for overflow with hope. You will have so much hope that from you will the hope um, reach out to other people. And that's the good thing we, we know. God can work that in you if you ask for that. Not just that he can work in you, but also he wants to work in you. Um, and and it, become, it can become more. Um, so it's not that we have to trust in the little hope that we might have now, or even we don't have any hope. But it says here that God is the source of hope. Uh, we can have it from him. But how does it work practically? Um, hoping in God does not come naturally for us sinners. Um, why? I think oftentimes it's just because we look to ourselves. We look to our challenges. We look to our circumstances. We look to um, what we see, to our strengths and weaknesses. And I would often argue oftentimes we don't purposefully ignore God. It's not that we get up and, and, and decide to ignore God for a certain time or that we decide to trust and believe in some other things. But oftentimes we just forget about God. Um, oftentimes we're just so busy with other things and so busy with our own thoughts, uh, we forget to think about God and, and what he has promised us. But see, the thing is, when we are discouraged or hopeless or when we are downcast, what we need to do is we need to remind ourselves that how our hope is not in circumstances or events, but our hope is in a person. Our hope is in God. Um, and this is what we could call, we could call it preaching to ourselves. Um, maybe you're not a preacher. Maybe you've never preached a sermon before or um, you don't feel like that is your gifting. But that, that is fine. But the thing is, um, you're the one that preaches to yourself the most um, time ever. Like you're the main preacher to yourself. The things you tell yourself, the things you listen to is yourself. And, and so in some way, you're preaching to yourself. And when it comes to hope, um, yes, it's great to listen to a sermon and, and you can stream sermons online. You can listen to previous sermons and all of that. But at the end of the day, you are the main preacher to yourself. And when it comes to hope, the one that can um, preach hope into you, the one that can remind you of the hope that we have in God is you yourself. When we read the Psalms, um, the Psalms are songs from the Old Testament. Um, they are filled with people who are discouraged. Um, um, I mean, of course, there's 100 different, 150 different Psalms. Some of them are very positive. Some of them are filled with joy and exaltation. But many of them are filled with sadness and discouragement, um, some hopelessness. And, and one Psalm, uh, or one example is Psalm 42. Uh, but we read in Psalm 42, verse 5, where the author says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. So what he does here, literally, he's preaching to himself. He's looking at his soul and saying, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling down, I'm, I'm feeling hopeless, I'm discouraged, um, but I will hope in God. 
um, and I will praise him because he is my salvation. So why should we then hope? <clears throat> why should we hope? See, hope gives us courage when we feel down. Hope gives us courage to look for something in the future um, that hasn't happened yet. When things are hard, it makes us look forward to a better future. It shows us that our current situation is not everything, um, that our own strength and our own fear is not everything there is, but there is something else, something supernatural that goes with us. But not just that, there is something to look forward to. Because instead of looking at our own fears and instead of looking at our own challenges, um, we start to look to Jesus. But it also matters what we hope for, um, what specifically we hope for. And so when we read the Bible, we, we, we see that what we can hope for and we should hope for is a future hope of the resurrection of the dead. Um, what we read about is the hope that the promises given to us, um, that and to us and to the church, that they will um, happen. Um, we have the hope that there will be a redemption of the body, of our own body and of the whole creation. We have a hope of eternal glory. Um, we have the hope of eternal life and inheritance of the saints. We have the hope of the return of Jesus Christ, like I said in the beginning, that Jesus Christ will come back, not as a little baby, but as a, um, as a, as a king, as the king of kings and lord of lords. We have the hope of transformation into the likeness of Christ, both in this world and in the world to come. We have the hope that Christ works in us to sanctify us and mold us and form us more into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. But we also have this hope that one day in eternity, all the difficulties and the challenges, all our temptations and sins, all the things that we struggle with so hard, that they will be gone and won't be there anymore. We hope, have the hope that um, we have salvation in God. Um, and simply, as the Bible says, um, Jesus Christ is our hope himself. He as the person. And so those are all the things that the Bible says. I, I didn't give you the, the exact verses now, but those are all the things that the Bible says. Those are the things that we hope for and the things that are sure. When we think about other things like, like finding a job or, or finishing somebody or, or uh, uh, finishing something or, or finding somebody or, or, or moving into certain apartments, those are good wishes, expectations, things that we work on. But when we speak about hope and an assurance that we can build our lives on, it is what God, um, it is God and it is what the Bible says about him. So hope gives us courage in times when it's hard. But not just that, hope also humbles us. Um, <clears throat> because no matter how great your life might be, um, it's not everything. See, um, I know right now in, 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 in the difficult COVID times, sometimes what we as churches tend to do um, is we tend to expect that everyone has a hard life. Everyone is, uh, everything is happening and, and, and it's really hard for everyone. But it's not the truth. Not everyone has a hard life. Many of us, um, we're doing great. Um, maybe some of us, we have the time of our lives. Um, we've achieved what we wanted to achieve. We're doing well spiritually. Um, we have great friends, family, I don't know. Um, and so all that is fine. But hope is humbling us in that way um, that it orients our life 
on something that is bigger than what we expect uh, or we experience right now. Hope grounds us in the reality that there is something in the future um, that is more important than what we see right now. And so hope is not only courage, hope and humbling us, um, but also hope gives us joy and peace. We read earlier in, in Romans 15, verse 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Joy already knowing what we can expect. Um, joy is this, this happy feeling when, when, you, when you expect something great to happen. Maybe you expect a great Christmas present you look forward to. Maybe you wrote a wish list. Um, and this is this feeling where you expect something great to happen. And so when we talk about biblical hope, when we talk about the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, there's also the joy that we get in expecting and knowing um, that this will happen. But not only joy, what we get through hope also is peace. Um, it gives us peace in knowing that um, maybe the people that have hurt us, um, that, that this world and everything happens here is not everything. Um, we don't need to fight for justice everywhere because we know um, that the king of justice, the, the most um, just ruler, um, he will return and he will make things right. Um, it will also give us the peace knowing that we don't have to achieve everything that the world tells us um, to achieve. And so hope gives us this joy and peace. But why can we be so sure when our hope is in God? Um, we said earlier when we, we think about worldly hopes, a lot of them are based in uncertainty. Um, and, and we said the biblical hope is the opposite. It's based in certainty. So why can we, sure, can we be sure when our hope is in God? See, our hope is first of all rooted in our faith. Faith and hope, they're two very similar things. Uh, and maybe when you heard about um, what I said earlier about the definition of hope, um, it is a confident expectation and desire for something good to happen. You probably thought of something that is similar to faith. And see, faith and hope are similar um, but still distinct. Um, let me remind you, it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, famous verse, Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So it, 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 this verse talks about faith, hope, and love. So there are three different things. Um, and, and what we focus on is faith and hope are two different things. But when, when we look at, at Hebrews, I think somebody mentioned it today, Hebrews 11, um, it talks about faith and it describes faith as now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And so faith is the confidence in the things, the confidence in the things that we hope for, the confidence in the things even if we don't see them. So faith and hope, both of them are part of our life as Christians. Um, but to distinguish one from the other, we could say faith is the larger concept um, that we have, the larger concept, um, uh, and then hope builds specifically on faith. Hope is the anticipation of something that we believe. See, when we look at an example, Jesus promised he is coming again. Um, he promised that in John 14, verse 3. Um, and by faith, 
we trust that Jesus' word is true um, because we experienced him in our lives and we know about him through his word. And that leads us to hope that we will one day be with him forever. This hope, this, this joy that we have, this, this, this expectation and, and this, uh, that, that one day we'll be with God. One day it will be perfect. And so this is how faith and hope work together. In a, in a way, they're complementary. Um, faith is grounded in the reality of the past versus hope um, is grounded in the reality of the future. Without faith, there is no hope. Um, but on the other hand, also, without hope, probably the person doesn't really have faith. And so we can have hope in God because our hope is rooted in faith. And the second thing is we can have hope in God because our hope is rooted in God's promises. See, God gave us his word. Um, his word, the Bible, talks about things to come, and we can hope on that. We said earlier, we don't hope just, hope is for us not a wishful thinking about some expectation that we would like to see happen. Um, but we hope on the things that God promised in his word. I would say oftentimes when our hope is shattered, it is because we hoped for the wrong things. Um, Oftentimes when we, as, when, when, when we are um, disappointed because we hoped for something and it didn't happen, um, we hoped for something that God did not promise us. Um, and so what we want to do is we want to hope for what God has promised. We believe that as soon as we become Christians, all our life will change and will be perfect forever and all our troubles and difficulties will go away. Maybe somebody told you that before you become a Christian. Um, but this is not what the Bible promises. If you have a messed up life and you become a Christian, you still have to deal with your messed up life. Um, but what we can hope in is that God is with us there um, and that what he promised will happen. And so the third thing why we can be sure um, when our hope is in God is our hope is rooted in God's character. Um, see, God's character is unchanging. When we read that God loves us, we know that he will love us. And this won't change. When we read in the Psalms that God is my fortress, that God is my refuge, my defender, and my salvation, that will not change God's character doesn't change the way we read about God. It won't change. And so our hope is built on God's character. One example that we see um, um, in 2 Timothy 2, verse 13, is it says, Even if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And so it says, even if we mess up, um, and we do, I do, maybe you as well, I don't know. Um, but even if we mess up, God is faithful. Why? Because that's who he is. It's his character. He cannot deny himself. He cannot change. He will be faithful. And so we can have hope in God because our hope is rooted in God's character. <clears throat> So we saw that biblical hope is, is something else and much more than just wishful thinking. It is a confident expectation and desire for something good to happen. But what does that now mean practically for us? 
See, <clears throat> what we do is we celebrate, or what we can do is we can celebrate our hope. See, every Sunday we celebrate um, that Jesus um, died and resurrected for us. But it's not just what Christ has done for us in the past, but we also want to celebrate and we should celebrate what Christ will do for us in the future. See, we, we said hope is this, this, this joyful expectation of, of what will happen. Um, and so when we come together on Sunday, um, this is what, what we should feel, this joyful expectation that one day we, all of us, but not just Grace Church, B1 Church, but all the churches, all the Christians all around the world, we will one day be with God and worship Him and see Him face to face. And so our hope should lead us to celebrate it. And our hope is also not in a thing or in an event that is going to happen, but our hope is in a person. It's in the person of Jesus Christ. And so when we celebrate hope, this means we celebrate Jesus. And the second thing um, that this leads us to, or another way how, how we can do that practically, is we proclaim our hope. We proclaim to a hope to ourselves and to one another. Um, I said earlier, you are your strongest preacher. You're your most listened to preacher. And so the one who proclaims hope or who can proclaim hope in your life are you yourself. You listen to yourself more than to anybody else and maybe write out God's promises. Um, if, you, if you need hope, if you would like more hope in your life, write out God's promises, put them on a post-it, um, put it in your, uh, your bathroom or, or, or your room, whatever, where you see it regularly. Um, and so write out God's promises um, and the hope that we have uh, when we can trust on that. Um, study the Bible about it says what it says about a specific situation. Um, don't just trust any 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 other pastor or preacher or sermon that you listen to, but study the Bible and and learn what God says about your situation and how He wants to change you. But also, we proclaim our hope to one another. Um, not just that we preach to ourselves, we also want to do that for others. Um, so that doesn't mean that everyone has to preach a long sermon, but it is that we remind one another, that we remind other people um, that what we hope for is not a better life here, but we hope for, um, who, for who Jesus is and what he will do eventually and where we will be, what we will receive, the inheritance that we receive and the uh, future that God has in store for us. So we proclaim that also to one another. And the third thing is to share our hope. See, Jesus, we read earlier, Jesus is the hope for the nations, the hope for the non-Jews. Um, also, he's the hope for the Jews, but um, that was written in Romans, of course. Um, so he is the hope for anyone. Um, and what this hope calls us to is to share this hope with the people around us. Uh, maybe now that it's Christmas time and people are more open to the hope, um, we can share it with them. We can share what we celebrate. Uh, when somebody asks us and we talk about the 30 things that, that Christmas is, um, we can say, well, Christmas is not just all of us um, joy and cookies and whatever and, and friends and family, uh, but it, Christmas is about the hope. Um, it is about the hope that has come um, and that gives us hope um, Jesus Christ who came to earth, but it's also about the hope that one day he will return again um, and, and this hope that we look for in the future. 
<clears throat> and so um, I said earlier um, that that hope gives us and, 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 and corrects us and guides us. Um, um, and now what we'll do after the services, we'll, we'll form again groups, uh, maybe seven or more. We can stick with the seven, but back then we were 10, that's fine as well. Um, um, and we'll form groups again and we'll talk about, um, about hope in, in our own lives. And I said earlier what hope does in, in our lives is hope gives us courage. Um, hope gives us courage uh, that when life is tough, we hope for a future, um, and we have an assurance of something that will happen in the future. But we also said that hope is humbling us. Um, when life is great and perfect and everything goes the way we like it, uh, we hope reminds us that this here on earth is not everything, um, but hope focuses our vision on the future. Hope also gives us joy and peace. Um, it, it gives us this joy, inner joy that we have in knowing that one day we'll be with Jesus, but it also gives us the peace, peace with the people around us, peace with the challenges that we face, um, also peace, peace um, um, within us. And so uh, my question simply for you now, for the, for the next few minutes when we form into groups, is, is what is that, that that you need or that you lack, that you long for? Is it the hope that encourages you? Um, is it the hope that humbles you and directs you on, 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 a, on, a, on a goal and a path and a, a vision? Or is it the hope that gives you joy and peace because you lack that? Um, and so we'll take some time um, to do that. And before that, I, I will like to close um, and, and then pray. And I would like to close with Reading again the verse from Romans 15, verse 13, where it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we have a hope not in um, things to come or events to happen, but we have a hope in Jesus Christ, Lord. We have this hope not simply because we have a wishful thinking or we see challenges here on this earth um, that are hard for us, Lord, but we have this hope because um, we have faith in what you did uh, and we can trust that you're the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and you will one day return, um, not as little baby Jesus, but as a glorious king um, who comes with an army and, and who takes us up into, into heaven to be with you forever. Um, Lord, I pray for anyone who is here, Lord, that uh, we would experience this hope also, maybe if we are discouraged um, or if we um, are busy with so many other things, Lord, I pray that you um, would guide us and, and, and help us see um, that there is a hope um, that, uh, that this world is not everything, but that there is something bigger and better and greater coming. Um, Lord, thank you that we have your word um, and that we uh, can enjoy it and that it encourages us and reminds us of that every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.